It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. Well, good morning. This is the Sunday edition of Daily Thunder, actually take two. I just recorded this and the uh, video stopped partway through. So now I'm actually in my fellowship time with our church body and uh, they get to share in this because I want to get it up to you guys. So we're actually doing a uh, double recording of this today. I was tremendously uh, edified by the meditation earlier. So uh, now all of us sort of get to share in this right now. It's called Strategies for Prison Life. We are sort of in a prison season. Uh, here in America, I know all around the world, uh, this quarantine season. And I have to admit, our version of prison is a lot better than Paul's was in Philippi. But uh, Paul is going to give us certain strategies and certain thinking patterns that if we were to adopt, I have a hunch we would just thrive as the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, In Philippians 4, verse 9, Paul is going to sort of give a summary of what I'm saying uh, this morning, and that is the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. There's things that Paul is going to model in and through this very book that he's basically saying, guys, just do the same things and the God of peace is going to be with you. There's a proper way of handling a season of confinement There's a proper way of dealing with what we are walking through and grumbling and complaining, as you're going to see in the book of Philippians, isn't on the list. There are things we're supposed to be thinking about. There's things we're supposed to be meditating upon. And you're going to notice that CNN News is not one of those that Paul is going to uh, suggest. So I'm going to call it a heavenly mindset. When I did a paper on uh, the book of Philippians when I was in college, I was supposed to find the big idea for the book of Philippians. And the end conclusion of my entire study of the book of Philippians was the joy paradigm, that it's a mindset of joy. It's an attitude that is otherworldly. And uh, that's that's what it is. Uh, Paul is going to give us a different way of thinking, but it's a way of thinking that we can actually adopt as Christians. So we're going to start right in the very beginning in Philippians 1.6, when Paul says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We can be confident in this season, whether it's trial, because some of you have lost your job, whether it is financial lowness because of that, whether it is health uh, concerns, that God has begun a work and he completes that work. And so even if it seems like this season is lasting forever, one thing that I have learned in my uh, stretch as a Christian is that life changes, seasons come and go, and that which you are currently in as far as a trial God is going to turn it. God is going to use it. And this too will pass. Uh, Philippians 1.7, which is actually the next verse. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. There's something about this season of confinement, which is causing a work within us to bond us together as a body. And I know that for me, it has been a very significant uh, season of deep appreciation for what we have in the church and for what we have in the body. And uh, it's something about this, you know, different ones of us are suffering in different ways. Not all of us have a physical ailment right now, but some of us do. Even in this gathering that I am in right now, there are certain ones of us that have physical ailments, there's certain ones that have financial ailments. 
And so in a sense, we're all partakers with Paul. We're not in prison, but we're all partaking in his chains in a different way. We're all in the same body. When one part suffers, all suffer. Philippians 1.8, for God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. I don't know that I can say that I've known and understood this particular statement as much as I do now in this season of quarantine. I actually feel like I'm sort of in that Philippi prison cell with Paul and I've been cut off from all of those Christians in other parts of the world. And I long for them with a grand affection. It's a beautiful thing to see how God will use a season of confinement to increase affection. Philippians 1, 9 through 11 Paul says that your love may abound. He also says that you may approve the things that are excellent. And he says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. So in this season of confinement, this is a season when our love needs to burst forth. He's shed it abroad in our hearts. We need to give it. And that we may approve the things that are excellent. And every moment of every day, we need to choose what we are focusing on, what we are spending our life on, what we are doing with this time that we have. And many of us, have a extreme vulnerability to wasting it in this time, which is why Paul's bringing this up, that we may approve the things that are excellent and being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. We can't do this ourselves. We can't be full of joy in and of our own just determination. We need to be filled with Jesus to be able to show forth that joy. Philippians 1.12 but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. It's an amazing statement. All these things that are happening to us, I believe, are for the furtherance of the gospel. And right now, even though it seems like the gospel is being hindered because we're stuck in our homes, as Paul is saying, how could this turn out for the furtherance of the gospel? Well, it did. And so will our confinement. So, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ and most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Well, what a bonus blessing that is, that there's an increase of boldness for sharing the gospel because of Paul's imprisonment. Philippians 1.18, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Of course, this is the context of that one, those characters out there that are preaching Christ out of a bad motive. And Paul's just like, hey, look, out of this season of difficulty is coming forth the message of Christ. Some, some people have it, you know, coming out cockeyed. Hey, I'm just happy that it's getting out. Philippians 1.19, for I know that this will turn out from my deliverance through your prayer, and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Do you know that this is going to turn out for deliverance in and through the prayers of the saints and through the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ? Philippians 1.28, not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. I've always loved this scripture. In other words, there's a proof that we can showcase to our enemies that's God has saved us and that we belong to him. And that is that we are not terrified by our adversaries. So as far as I'm concerned, you might as well switch out adversaries for coronavirus. We are not in any way terrified by this ridiculous nonsense. We are not scared. We are not concerned. We're Christians. We live in a world full of 
uh, disease all the time and we did before this, we will after this. That makes no difference. We live in a world where there's hostilities towards Christianity. I mean, ISIS was alive and kicking not that long ago and that's a threat to all of us, right? Should we panic? No, not in any way terrified by our adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. I love that scripture. In Philippians 2, three through four, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. I just want you to think about the time we're in. We're in a time where everyone has a tendency to think about their own situation, their own stockpile, their own uh, collection of toilet paper, their own PPP loan. Right now, last week, the PPP loan, uh, they they ran out of money. Uh, The SBA uh, ran out of money for this. And you could just sort of feel it. As businessmen, we can all just sort of say, hey, that's my money. I'm going after that. And listen to this. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Listen to this line. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Of course, it is going to go on to say that we need to have the mind of Christ. This is actually what Christ does. So if Christ is truly living inside of his body, his bride, then this is the way we behave. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So how are you supposed to do this? Well, there's a secret right there. It needs to be God working in us, this amazing selflessness. Philippians 2.14, do all things without complaining and disputing. Right now across our country and around the world, I'm guessing, you have this complaint that is beginning. You have this defiance of government that is emerging. We as Christians learn to do our confinement a different way. We do all things without grumbling and complaining, without complaining and disputing, as it says in the New King James Version. And Philippians 4, 4 through 6, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Well, that means right now. This is the always, right now. We're supposed to rejoice. We're in a confinement. What a unique season. Even if you lost your job, yay, God, you're going to turn this for good. You're going to turn this into the deliverance of many. You're going to cause a greater boldness for the gospel to come out of this. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Gentleness being the opposite spirit. The way that the world behaves, don't behave that way. Behave as the kingdom of heaven would behave. And let it be known to all men. Be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. So this is right before I'm going to end. So this is right at the conclusion. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you listen to the news right now, the news has an agenda and that's to keep your attention. It wants to say sensational things. It wants to get you riled up. And as a result, the message from Paul is needed right now. And he's saying, hey, guys, if you're really wanting to do this uh, the way that uh, the kingdom of heaven wants it to be done, then you need to be meditating on things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, things that are virtuous and praiseworthy. So for all of us right now in this time, this is our commission. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. And this is my finishing touch, the crowning jewel, guys. No matter what difficulty you're going through, no matter how challenging or unchallenging this season may have been, for some of us, it may have been a vacation. For some of us, it's been uh, the worst experience maybe we've ever walked through. 
No matter what your challenge is, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. That's a promise. God will supply everything you need. Philippians 4.13, Paul's going to say it very simply. He says, hey guys, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we serve the God of Paul the Apostle. Praise God for that thought. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.